The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Hey, it's 2.34. It's Monday, the Monday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Uh, once a month, we catch up with consumer expert Julie Matthews, the former uh, Global News troubleshooter, to get some uh, ideas, some tips, some advice on on how to protect yourself, really, on all sorts of, of different uh, topics. Today, we thought, you know, because it's kind of that time of year again, you want to get your place maybe in tip-top shape for the summer. Maybe it includes some renovations or some landscape but there are lots of things that you need to know because oftentimes there are many, many mistakes that are made. Julie Matthews joins us this afternoon to fill us in. Now, I'm guessing that this was one of the renovations, contractors, that sort of stuff was something that you dealt with often. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, as troubleshooter, a lot of the calls that uh, we received into the newsroom on the troubleshooter line were definitely about contractors. And I would say that when you... uh, even on social media, when people are sharing sort of consumer complaint type stories, it is unfortunate that a lot of them tend to be renovation, landscape, uh-huh. or contractor related because often there's just so much money involved and it affects your home, your property, your yard. And it's not only a lot of money, but a lot of trust. And unfortunately, there are those who take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So how do you find a good contractor then? What are you supposed to be looking for? Well, there's lots of things to look for. I mean, I think referrals and word of mouth is still the best. I mean, anyone can give you references and they can be faked, of course. But I think it's a good idea to get referrals and actually go and see the work that they've done, especially for, let's say, landscapers. You know, go out and actually talk to their clients and ask them what they thought and look at the yard itself because pictures can be stolen and pretended to be their own as well. You know, I think the problem with that is the fact that it's really hard during a busy season because of where we live that there's only a certain number of months where certain work can be done and people have a hard time even getting a contractor. So they're probably quicker than they should be in just agreeing to the first contractor they're able to get hold of. It's very true and sometimes you'll see the prices jump up as well because they have so many jobs on the table and you don't want to make a rush decision and you're right that does definitely make it more challenging and it's harder to do the top tips would be which would be get several quotes get several estimates if you've only got one or two people that are willing to come out you're you're kind of in trouble that way so when you do end up with someone just make sure that you're comfortable don't be pressured into anything and the biggest thing is to ask them some questions, like even something simple like WCB coverage. Mm. A lot of people don't know that if um, someone's working on your property or in your yard and they are injured and they don't have WCB coverage, you could be on the hook. Yeah. Um, same thing with insurance coverage. Um, building permits. Building permits. Yep. You know, a lot of contractor stories that I hear sometimes or in the past, you know, people are like, well, the contractor said I didn't need a permit or the contractor <laughs> said he would get the permit. But what homeowners really need to know is actually at the end of the day, it's the homeowner's responsibility responsibility to make sure that there was a permit. Found that out for the first time uh, just recently, a new furnace, and but it's us who has to call the inspector to come look at the furnace. I didn't I didn't know that, but they told me that, so I was aware of it, right? right. It's, it's that, you're right, those fine print, not fine print, but small details you have to look after. Yeah, and you know, just getting everything in writing, I know we talk about that all the time, but I'm, I still hear, I have people reach out to me on social media who tell me stories where there isn't anything in writing, there's no contract, well he seemed like a really nice guy, 
and I got a business card and all it says on it is Frank, you know, like, and a cell phone number, you know. Um, well, I think my neighbor knew them and they did some work there and they were happy. I mean, it's not being impolite. You really need to protect your investment. And a good contractor will want everything in writing as well. I mean, people sometimes might think that I'm against contractors. My dad's a contractor. Mm-hmm. He's been a small contractor his entire life. And I know that bad consumers can rip off contractors too and not pay their bills. I've seen that affect my family as well. But, you know, it protects a contractor as well to have absolutely everything in writing and have a detailed contract because there are bad customers out there too. Let me ask you this. Is there a difference between or should it be a point um, to look at us, whether or not they actually have a brick and mortar building or whether or not their office is their truck? Does that matter? Well, it depends on your comfort level, I suppose. There's some really great contractors out of there um, around that do operate kind of out of their home, um, but they have the proper licenses. They have a city business license. They have the credentials. You know, it's important to ask for those things. What's your experience? Um, I get nervous when someone only has uh, a UP, uh, you know, a UPS uh, mailbox right, somewhere, yeah. right? Where you, if you have a problem, you can't actually go and physically talk to a person. It was um, in our neighborhood last year, two years ago there was a crew came by that had an extra load of asphalt um, that they'd just been working over here and they went door to door to door in our neighborhood hey do you want us to do your driveway hey do you want us to do your driveway how much 10 grand I'm like no way right but a couple of my neighbors did get that done and all I kept thinking about was well what happens if it crumbles and do you have any information these guys are just someone who's blown through with an extra load and off they go Right? What happens? Well, not even necessarily an extra load. Those paving guys, you got to be really careful because they have very low quality materials. Mm that will look great for a short period of time, right? And as you say, yeah. when it all crumbles, they're not going to be around. Yeah. Yeah, we saw, um, I did a story back in Troubleshooter Days, and it literally crumbled within two days. Oh. Um, and they had a really large driveway. They paid $25,000. And these guys were from Europe and mm-hmm. basically came over to Canada for a summer job. They got truckloads of asphalt that the plants didn't want or got it really cheap and then tried to claim like they were in the neighborhood and this was good quality stuff. Mm-hmm. And this is a problem every year. Please, please, please do not fall for this. Um, RCMP across the province have have her had these complaints. You know, charges have been laid against different companies in the past. This is a, definitely a scam problem. How uh, much money should you be putting up front? Yeah. Yeah. Well, th- that gets where it gets a little bit interesting in terms of what type of work you're doing. So there's something in the province of Alberta called the prepaid contractor's license. So if you conduct your business outside of a storefront. So if you're negotiating, soliciting, or concluding a contract outside of your place of business, so in a coffee shop or in your home, you cannot take a single cent up front until the entire job is complete, unless you have the prepaid contractor's license. So that's roofers, that's landscapers, it's decks, it's fences, it's basement renovations, it's all these guys. And the license means they have to put up a security bond so that consumers can claim against. It means their contract has to meet the requirements Requirements and the licensing officers with the province of Alberta make sure that that's the case. And if they have the license, then they're allowed to take the money up front because there's that security bond as a bit of a protection. But a lot of people ask for deposits up front and they don't have the license and consumers don't know that they need it. So they don't know to ask for it. And then you're giving these huge deposits up front and maybe the contractor never comes back or doesn't finish the job. You know, you still hear those stories out there and it is a real concern. So you have the right to ask 
ask to see if they have that license. And if they don't, don't give them any money, not just a deposit up front, but payments throughout the job too. And you can see how it happens though. Say, okay, yeah. don't worry about it because you know, you're trying to find a contractor to do, you're trying to find someone maybe to build your deck or, or pour a fire pit or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And it's been hard because not necessarily a lot of them around if times are busy. So yeah, okay, well, I'll just go along with it. And that's a really good way to get screwed over. Yeah. Really good way. It's the big deposits that come back to bite you, or even the small ones. Yeah. Some of the worst stories that you hear are decks and fences, mm-hmm. because anyone, as you said, Andrew, anyone with a, a truck and a hammer can kind of be a contractor, especially with things like decks and fences. And they're all over Kijiji or Facebook or social media. And again, there are good contractors out there, but you need to be asking those questions because there's also a lot of fly-by-night operations. Julie, what about these handyman-type operations where they're jack- of all trades. So you phone and say, well, I've got a plumbing problem or I want uh, taping uh, on drywall done or whatever. They could not require a deposit. They could show you work that their company has done, but there's no assurance that the individual who they're sending to your house is the guy who did the work you just saw in the picture or heard about. I mean, is there... Is there a different way to handle that type of operation? Well, those can, you're right, those can get really challenging. And I think if that's something that is a concern or an industry where you think that could happen, it's important to ask questions about subcontractors. Okay, I'm meeting you today and I like you and you seem like a nice guy, but are you the guy who's coming out to do Mm -hmm. the job? Do you subcontract? Are they your employees or do you use other companies? Because I'd like their name because I'm going to research them too. Because definitely that can happen. You can do the research on the general contractor, but you didn't know to research the subcontractors. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a we had a guy do our basement one time that he got finally got it done. But he didn't do anything that the guy who came and looked at the basement said he was going to do. So I gathered he's new to doing basements and I was a training ground for him. <laughs> uh, but the price was right for that and yeah, but it it did take a long he, he was in that basement for a month. Guys can do that in an afternoon. Right. What about uh, the contracts that need to get signed, the, the written contracts? I mean, verbal contracts, man. I I entered into a verbal contract a couple of years ago with, uh, with a company and um, pretty much got, you know what, two <laughs> weeks later, right. uh, nothing. It was gone, right? Just absolutely gone. Um, so... You're saying verbal contracts, number one, no. What do you put in writing? So make sure you're having an itemized list of the work that's actually going to be done, and if possible, have a list of the supplies. So it shouldn't just say deck and then $1,200 beside it. It should say this many two-by-fours, this kind from Home Depot or whatever, and it should say this much for brackets and this much for pilings and this much for whatever. You should have a detailed breakdown. It should have signatures of both you and the company. Mm -hmm. Um, It should, if it's a prepaid contract, there's extra requirements that you can find in the Act that talk about things like um, the full payment schedule should be outlined on the contract. And under the Consumer Protection Act, there is a specific buyer's cancellation rights. And it's actually in the legislation that your cancellation rights have to be in the contract. Hmm. And it gives you 10 days to cancel without any reason Hmm. and get all your money back. And then it also gives you extended cancellation 
termination rights of up to one year if they don't have the prepaid contractor's license, if their contract doesn't meet requirements. So a lot of people don't even know that they're cancellation rights because it was never put in the mm-hmm. contract to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you just want it to be as detailed as possible. What about changes to the to the, to the the contract, changes to the work that's going to be done? That's one of the big problems, the huge pitfalls with these jobs, any type of job, is that you'll always hear the contractor say, well, the consumer kept adding everything. They added tile, and then they added this, and then they added paint, and the consumer says, no, no, I had that right from the beginning, and no one can prove what mm-hmm. actually was discussed. So change orders are huge, and there's way too many verbal change orders out there. A good contractor and also a really careful consumer would make sure that's in writing. A text message. Some of the really uh, really organized contractors now have online uh, confirmation of change orders. When I finished my basement, I had to go onto their website and actually sign off and verify on every single change order. And that was everything from a different tap to a different light fixture. And I think that's a great idea. Then there's no confusion on either side. I suppose a good inspection as well before you release the rest of the money. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good idea. And if you're doing a really large renovation, it's not a bad idea to make sure you're letting your insurance company know checking with a lawyer even if you're worried about what how much can you hold back in those circumstances Uh, let me ask you because it's come up in stories before and we were talking about subcontractors and trades how do i know when i'm hiring a contractor and he's subcontracting the work and how do i protect myself against that that contractor not paying his subcontractor or not paying his trades and suddenly they put a lien on my house yeah liens is a, a tricky area and i definitely have had conversations with consumers that say that they feel like unwarranted liens have been put on their property um, it's a really good idea when you enter into a contract some contractors have actually even been known to put on a lien even though you're paying the bills as as sort of a protective mechanism I guess or to say that they have some sort of stake in that property so I think that I mean when do we do land title searches on our properties not very often right. it's not a bad idea um, some contractors and companies are doing it too early to protect themselves um, it's a really good idea to make sure you're watching those timelines keeping everything in writing and documentation because you might have to go to the land titles office and fight against that lien and show that the invoice the contractor put forward and said you didn't pay you actually have proof that you paid it. But you're right. If the general contractor isn't paying his subcontractors, unfortunately, there isn't a lot of protection you're for homeowners kidding. in that way. Wow. Or, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. I mean, I've heard, I've seen the horror stories and I know people that have been in that spot and some homeowners have even gone and paid the subcontractors again because they need to sell their house yeah. or exactly, they're, they're yeah. in a bad spot. So, I mean, it's good to talk to a lawyer in those circumstances too. Man, oh man. So much, I'm so scared, much I'm scared to get a new deck like now. Want, <laughs> so much work to do. Uh, Julie Matthews in studio with us this afternoon. A quick break here. Um, back with more after this. Julie, I just want to build a new deck. There's so many things to to know here. I'm just like, and it's, and uh, this is uh, Service Alberta has some really good uh, documents here and uh, home renovations, 15 pages later, kind of a run rundown of everything. It's a good you read before know. you get a contractor like, seriously, for sure. Seriously, just go online. Actually, we'll put a link to it on our, um, on our webpage uh, as well. But, you know, did we talk, did we talk about canceling contracts? We did, but okay. you know, honestly, I, not only would I recommend reading this, but I would recommend, and I'm sure you'd agree Julie to printing it yeah it'll make the conversation with the contractor way easier because this is the government telling you how it should be done it's 
you can't argue mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, and what you guys are talking about is a tip sheet that the Service Alberta with the government of Alberta had, has has done up uh, to try and explain some of the protections for consumers. And it is it is a good read. And I, I do suggest actually, you know, give, give a copy to the contractor because a lot of contractors out there don't actually, unfortunately, know the rules either. And it might not be maliciously, uh. right? They just, unfortunately, it's not always talked about in the industry and they might not know the rules about deposits and what they can and can't do. Um, you did mention uh, landscapers off off the top. Is there a, a different sort of rules that we need to to worry about uh, when it comes to landscaping? Landscaping is quite similar to the contractors and the same thing kind of applies with deposits. They would fall into that prepaid contractor kind of category because they're making changes to your property and to okay. your area. Um, so don't be paying those big deposits up front uh, if you're doing the business in your home or in your yard. Um, referrals, go and have a look at some of the projects they've done. I also think it's really good for landscapers to keep in mind plant warranties and maintenance mm-hmm. contracts because some landscapers will offer some really great plant warranties and some don't. It's a good thing to ask those questions. People spend a lot of money on trees and mm-hmm. shrubs. Some of them will come with one year, basically bring in the dead stump and we'll give you your money back. <laughs> and other ones are a lot, a lot harder. Um, and that's something that I've seen some problems with in the past. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, ask about their experience. And there are some good certification programs out there and, and try and, and, and ask them about that. Make mm. sure that you're hiring someone. I mean, I could pretend to be a landscaper, but you don't want me doing your yard. <laughs> oh, I'd let you do my yard. Um, <laughs> the thing is, when you're talking about a big project with trees and bushes and, and whatever else, uh, certainly all that we talked about with contractors applies. But you know, uh, at this time of year, you get a lot of the crews. And I actually had a friend who used to have a landscaping company, worked for his brother actually down in Calgary. They had a crew member whose only job it was, uh, they were aerating uh, or you know doing little cleanup jobs. His only job was to go down the street knocking on doors saying, hey, we're just doing your neighbor over here. Uh, for a hundred bucks, we'll come do yours yeah. as well. Uh, basically a salesman is what he was. Um, and I've certainly had that my, at my house as well. I mean, is that a bad thing if you can see them doing your neighbor's yard and you think, yeah, why not? Uh, unfortunately, I would pick up my phone and Google their name, right? And, and a- or ask them some questions. Yeah, that's a great idea. Actually, I wouldn't mind having that done in my yard, but I'm sorry, what's your company name? And I'm just going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe quickly check the BBB for complaints. Uh, to quickly just Google their name with complaints. Again, we don't trust every online review out there, but this is just a little bit before I'd even let them in my yard because <laughs> unfortunately, just mm-hmm. suddenly they drive through their fence with your with their aerator or something right. and, uh, and who well, are they? Well, fair enough. Right? If something goes horribly wrong. I have no idea who they even are so yeah that yeah no that's fair no, yeah. so now i'm just thinking so the the crew that we have come in to do the the spring yard cleanup tran and his gang there yeah. um do they if they're on my property should i be asking them about the wcp if, if something that they're you know if they someone blows out a back hauling a, a rake around yeah Technically, oh, wow. technically, you should. I mean, um, because they're on your property, yeah. right? And and we just make those assumptions, mm-hmm. right? And and I mean, I'm I'm Miss Doom and Gloom, right? <laughs> I mean, because I know the horror stories, right? And of course, you know, 99% of the time, nothing would ever happen. But what happens with those that one percent, yeah. right? And it's just better safe than sorry. And it doesn't take much research sometimes to just have that extra protection. It's funny when our two worlds meet, hey. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you, you, we have guests on like Julie, and and we talk about what everybody should be doing, and then at some point in the back of your mind, you go, "Hey, wait a minute, am I doing that? Am I doing any of this?" Yeah, 
It happens a lot. And um, like I said, a lot of good contractors don't know some of the rules as well. I've had some really great conversations with contractors who've been in the business for 20 to 30 years and didn't know about some of the regulations mm. and, it, and actually appreciated having that information and then went out and got the license or knew what their rules were and actually said it improved their experience with future, with future clients because they were able to say, hey, guess what? I have this license. Hey, would you like a copy of this tip sheet? Here's some information on your cancellation rights. I think it gives the consumer a better experience and communication is so important with these types of contracts. What about the guy who's not in business to do, say an electrician, somebody who just does simple electrical work, knows how to hook up a light switch, but is not a contractor, is not in that business, has is a friend of a friend. Does he have to have that workman's compensation? Does he have to have any kind of paperwork or... That I think his company should, right? His company or whoever he works for. But if he, he doesn't have for. a company, like, you know what I mean? Like, you got a fireman who on, uh, you know, part-time basis uh, does a little electrical work, but he does it by strictly by referral. So friend of a friend says, hey, my buddy knows how to hook that up for you. Are you responsible for that guy if he gets injured? I guess if he gets injured and decides he wants to sue you, then possibly. Technically, a relative could be on your property yeah. and get injured and yeah. try and sue you, right? So, I mean, it just depends on how you want to approach the problem. Um, hopefully, most people wouldn't do that. I like the, on this list, too, is contact your home insurance agent before any renovations. Talk to your insurance representative to make sure you're covered for materials added during construction, as well as construction-related fire and liability risks, you may require additional coverage. Mm -hmm. So many little things to remember. Julie, thank you for once again opening our eyes on this. We're going to put a link to this uh, home renovation uh, consumer tip up on the 630 Chet Afternoon News uh, page as well. And you can find it through Service Alberta as well. Julie, thank you. Thanks, guys. The 630 Chet Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chet.